Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Cable of Summers in Philadelphia. Beautiful, beautiful, sunny, breezy, and cheery Friday morning. We are uh, continuing with Derech Hashem. We're going to wrap up our Derech Hashem week over here. And the first thing we have to do is wrap up what we left off with yesterday. We left off on a serious cliffhanger, a major cliffhanger yesterday. And that was the mystery of the Gentile soul. The neshama of a goy and the neshama of a yid, are they the same? Are they different? Is the neshama, as we saw described yesterday, in Derech Hashem, he was describing to us the difference between the lower soul and the upper one. Is that something that's exclusive to a yid and a goy does not have that? Or is it something that a yid and a goy both have and they share? So let, let's let's retrace our steps over here. In the beginning of Chela Gimel, that's where we are again, in Chela Gimel, Perak Aleph, we're up to Simon Bays. We read through Simon Bays yesterday. So Amchal was describing and characterizing to us the difference between the lower nefesh and the higher nefesh. And the lower nefesh, again, that's the one that we have in common with animals. Man and animals have this in common. That's the one that's responsible for perception of environment, sensing environment, interacting with environment. And, of course, there's different levels of sophistication over there, but that it's one common nefesh that, that all animals including man, have in common, and it's something that's physical. Very dark, we can't see it, and only Hashem puts it in. But at the end of the day, it's something physical, and, and animals have this physical nefesh that's linked to their life, and their, their uh, life force and life source. Excuse me. And that's the lower nefesh. The upper nefesh of the Ramchal is something that's exclusively to Adam, only a person has the upper nefesh, that's what separates him from the animals. And the upper nefesh, the Ramchal said, does the following. It tells us three things that the upper nefesh does. The upper soul. And this soul, first of all, is different than the lower soul in, this, in that this soul is spiritual and not physical. This soul is composed of a different substance altogether. <clears throat> it's nivdal. It's nivdal and it's elion, lofty, and separate, and it's fused onto the lower nisham, the lower nefesh, the lower soul, but it, it is on its own, coming from a different place, made of a different substance. And uh, the three, the, the, the three, the three um, properties that the upper soul gives to a person, to an adam who possesses this, the Ramchal, is that it allows us, A, to be connected to the upper levels of existence, to, to Ruchnius, being that now we have an existence that exists in the higher Olamas. So we are connected there. We are we are present there. B, our actions make a difference up there. And C, our actions can bring down products from up there to down here. So we exist up there, A. B, we, we, we are, are, can be at work over there. We can make differences up there. And see, we bring things down here from up there. Um, and none of those properties do we find by a guy. And this is what we mentioned yesterday. A guy, his neshama is not up there with the, with the neshama of a yiddis. We know this. this has been told over to us. In this farm, his neshama doesn't go up to the Kisya covered like that of a Jew. B, his neshama doesn't do anything up there. Can't make a difference up there. Doesn't have any effect up there. Not negative nor positive. He doesn't make tikkunim of the ilamis, nor can he be machir of the ilamis. And see, he doesn't bring bracha down from up there. The nefesh of a guy, a guy, 
He's being that he's not up there. His actions don't make a difference up there. He's not bringing down bracha or klal. He's not bringing down tumor or tahar. He's not bringing down or or chayshech. So these are the three differences, the three nafkamis, the three resulting effects that happen as as a result of having the upper nefesh. And it would seem that a guy doesn't have any of these three nafkaminas, they don't show up by a guy, it would seem therefore by extension that the guy doesn't have the upper nefesh. That's what we surmised yesterday. And I mentioned all the way at the end of Shia, this was the cliffhanger, but the Ramchal does say explicitly earlier in the Sefer, not like that, he says that a guy does have the upper nefesh. So that we have to put this whole thing together, this is what we left for ourselves for this morning, um, is to try to reconcile this, try to explore the sugyan, understand, hopefully, the difference between a Jewish soul and a Gaisha soul, what it means um, to have an upper soul, and and um, what the um, differences are between the upper soul of the and the upper soul of a guy, and how to really just reconcile the two different. Uh, Two different sources with one another. The two different places where the Ramchal discusses the upper soul. So where where is that source? Let, let's let's just read that together inside, and that'll hopefully give us some direction over here. Where did in fact the Ramchal mention early in the Sefer that a, a guy does have an upper soul and not just a lower one? This is um, in Chelik Beis. The Ramchal was talking about the development of mankind when first all of mankind was eligible to be Jewish. And that was up until the door half lug, up until the Migdab Bavo. And then Avram Vinu was selected out from all of humanity. Uh, Hashem gave him another chance by our Sinai. And yet there'll be a, another chance. So the Ramchal, in the middle of that whole discussion, talks about the current existence of a guy. Now that Gaim have become Gaim, they've chosen to be Gaim and didn't want to become Yidin. They all abandoned Avram Avinu. They all joined forces with Nimrod by the, the Tower of Bavo. And none of them aligned themselves with Avram. So what, what does a guy look like right now? Nowadays, you know, now that a guy is indeed locked into being a guy. So this is in Chelek Beis, Perik Dalet, Simen Vav. And the Ramchal there says in the middle, um, Since at the end of the day a guy still is a specimen of mankind, even though he's a lowered version of mankind, and by lowered, this is what we saw last, when we saw back then, by lowered, the Ramchal means... They are the the legacy of Adamishan after the sin, after Adamishan has fallen, after he sinned, and doesn't have the ability to pick himself back up. That's really all Gaim are the legacy of that. So um, Ramchal says, even though Gaim are in this lowered, fallen state of humanity, nevertheless they are still part of mankind, and Ratzakadosh Hashem wants them to have me'ain. Let's listen very carefully to how he says it. Hashem wants them to have a me'ain, a a a a a bit of, a a little piece of, a little representation of What the ultimate um, representation of mankind has—that's Klai Yisrael. So the Rebbeim wants the guy to have a piece of that. A, a uh, taste of that, being that they are still mankind, and at the end of the day, Hashem made the universe for mankind. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted that, uh, as part of His whole master plan, that Gaim should still have a neshama, should still have a soul. Kain nishmais Listen very carefully to the lashon. 
they should have a neshama similar, it's similar to the neshama of a yid. Now, he's not talking about the lower soul, he's talking about the upper soul. Because the lower soul is not something that Kleisol exclusively has a monopoly on, has, has the exclusive rights to. The lower soul, we have in common, we, we have the lower soul the same way chimpanzees and um, guppies and uh, centipedes have a lower soul. They all have a lower soul. Everything that exists has the lower soul. So when he says that Hashem wanted the Goyim to have a, a, a degree of the same soul that a Yid has, he's obviously talking about the upper soul. He's talking about the upper soul of you, not the lower one. The one that's Ruchni, the one that's spiritual. So Hashem wants Goyim to have that. So Goyim do have an upper soul. Here's where he says it. A, a, um, a degree, an aspect of the soul that the Jews have. Even though it doesn't have the same madrega, it doesn't have the same level, doesn't have the same ele- elevated um, position as the spiritual soul, the upper soul of a yid, it's rather shvela meim harbe. It's rather much lower, much lower. Okay, so let's stop for a moment. Here, the Ramchal is telling us that a guy does have a lowered soul. I'm sorry, an upper soul. He's telling us he has an upper soul the same way it has an upper soul. So he does have a piece of ruchnius. So a, a guy does have that over animals. Animals don't have any ruchnius, as we mentioned. Animals, their their life spark and their life source, their life force is something we call the lower soul, we call the nefesh, and it is given by God and only God every single time any animal comes into existence, is born or hatched. Nevertheless, it's, it's something that's physical and linked to the blood. A guy has something above that. A guy has not only that, the animal soul, the lower soul, a guy does have an upper soul. The Ramchal just spelled it out, black and white. He does have a spark of Ruchnius. However, the Ramchal said in the same breath that it's much lower, much lower than that of the, the upper soul of the Yid. And it's only a, 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 um, as he says, a me'ain, an aspect, an aspect of that. It's, it's a, just a, a little piece of that. It's, what? Glimpse. A glimpse of that. A glimpse, an aspect, and a facet of the greater soul of he is. It's just a little piece of the pie, a little, it was chipped off of the old block. You didn't have the block, and the guy may have a chip off the old block, but they have that chip, and that chip is something spiritual, and that chip is theirs, and that chip does give them a higher soul. So what does it mean that, um, so first of all, we can begin to put things together over here. Um, both Ramchals have to be taken side by side and examined together, and we're beginning to have the, 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 the uh, answer to our the, the, the big question we ended off with yesterday, and the resolution to this cliffhanger, the Ramchal does describe in Chelek Gimel where we currently are, the, the the higher neshama as having three properties, and that's to be present in the Oilamis, and to make a difference in the Oilamis, and to bring down Brach and Shefa, or Chas Hashem, Tumah, and Chayshach from the Oilamis, and none of those apply to a guy, yet we're told that a guy has an upper soul. Terah says, yeah, a guy has an upper soul, but it's a lower upper soul. It's a lower upper soul. Doesn't go quite as high as that of it. It's only a main. It's only it's only an aspect. It's it's only a degree of that. It's only a small piece of that. It's a minute amount of that. He doesn't go all the way up because he doesn't have the full spiritual soul, the full upper soul that a yid has. So this upper soul can come in degrees. Not unlike what we saw with the lower soul. The lower soul also 
has degrees. The lower soul also has different de- degrees of development and sophistication, and that has to do with the particular animal and the particular life form that it inhabits. The upper soul as well has different degrees of existence, different degrees of sophistication and elevation. A guy has a lowered version of that, a lowered upper soul, and the didn't have the upper upper soul goes all the way up. So that's first of all, right off the bat, why the, uh, the guy could have an upper soul, something, he has a piece of ruchnius. He has a piece of ruchnius. Yet, he doesn't exist where we exist. He has a very small, lowered, reduced piece of ruchnius. But let's take that further. What, what does that mean practically? I mean, we can't see ruchnius. We can't smell ruchnius. We can't touch, taste, feel, sensate ruchnius. Or compare different levels. Yeah, how do we quantify that? How do we compare different levels? Excellent. That's what we, we need to know next. I what, test and regular. What? I test and regular. I test and regular. Yeah, but you're right. Very good. So, when you know, it's gasoline... We can we can quantify that. Good, good, better, better. Yeah, um, does it really make a difference anyway? The the, the, the gasoline is anyone really even buying that gasoline anymore? Stuff that's eighty more eighty cents. Yeah, yeah doesn't, do doesn't do anything, right? This is for people with really fancy cars. I want to feel like they're taking care of their really fancy cars. Yeah, okay. But so how do we quantify that? How do we quantify that? Just hung up. It was on purpose. Okay. Okay, so how do we quantify that, Lamaisa? The difference between the upper soul, I'm sorry, upper upper soul and lower upper soul. And let's ask a, a more specific, a better question, I think a clear question. If, let's ask it this way. First of all, as the Olam wants to know, how do you quantify, you know, uh, the upper soul, the Ruchnius that's uh, here and the Ruchnius soul that's up there? Wait, wait, how do we quantify Ruchnius, right? We don't know Ruchnius, we don't perceive Ruchnius, can make degrees of, you know, how much ruchnius there is. Let's ask another question, though, a more specific, directed question. If, as we see in Chela Gimel, the purpose of the upper soul is to be connected up there, to make a difference up there, and to bring down bracha from up there, hopefully, and a guy doesn't have any of that, so what's the point of the guy having an upper soul? Yeah, why, why, what's the why, point? Why give it to him? That's right, why give it to him? Why give it to him? Why is he getting it? What's the point? What's the napkin mean? To say, hey, how do you quantify with a lot, a little? What's the difference in a lot and a little? And and if all, he only has a little and he's not really doing anything with it, what's the point? It's just like a consolation prize. Make them feel good. Make them feel like, okay, you know, you may be a legacy of Adam Rishon Lacharachet, but you know what? We'll give you the consolation prize. Here's your... Participation prize. That's right. Here's your little piece of the soul and here's your uh, Jeopardy home game. Home, home, home game to take home with you, Right. And uh, that's right, a lifetime supply of granola bars that you're not going to know which bracha to make on anyways. You're not going to be able to do anything with this lifetime supply of granola bars. So, so why are you giving it the the uh, the the little spark uh, aspect of the Jewish soul if he doesn't have any of those three things anyway? Need it for speech. Whoa, whoa, Arthur, Arthur is Arthur is mumbling things over there. You'd be mumbling big things over there. Okay, one moment, Arthur. We're going to catch up to you. Okay, Arthur's a, a little, a few steps ahead of us. So it's like this. Um, working with the question of what's the point of them having this soul, which really is the other half of the question of how, do you, how can you quantify souls? How can you quantify spirituality? So the clue to answering this is the fact that the Ramchal said, the Ramchal that we were just reading earlier in Chalik Bey's, 
why HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants Goyim still to have a degree, an aspect of the upper soul of, the, of, the, of Nefesh Ruchni. And that's because ultimately there's still mankind. There's still examples of mankind. They're, they're, they're from the Min Anushius. There's still mankind. Bechinus Anushius. Since they're mankind, Shem wants them to have some something over the animals and some aspect of the Jewish soul. So let's zero in on that a little bit closer and zoom in over there. What's the significance of saying that they have an aspect of their humanity, their man, mankind, as opposed to animals? So what is the one thing that separates man from... I mean, there's a lot of things that separate man from the animals, and, not, not, and I'm not referring to what, the one that Arthur just mentioned just now. But um, what would be the one striking detail that we see right away that separates man from animals? That is Bechira. Free will. The ability to have free will, free choice, to assess a situation, and and I could do this, I could do that, I could go the right way, I could go the wrong way, this makes sense, this doesn't make sense, this is self-serving, this is selfless, this is hedonistic, this is altruistic, what should I do? Being able to see two possibilities or more multiple things that I could do and have the ability to analyze and make a judgment call and decide what's the right thing for me, that's called Bechira. And that's something that's exclusive to mankind. And Goyim as well. Goyim have Bechira. Animals don't have Bechira. Animals don't have Bechira. They follow instincts and yeah, different situations. You know, you can run experiments. Different animals react to the same situation, maybe different ways. Maybe even the same animal react different ways to the same situation. That's uh, not an example. That's not, that's not proof of Bechira. That's proof of I don't know what training. That's proof of of, of uh, instinct being complicated, different stimuli that we can't pick up on, different smells that were going on in the air. Who knows? The animals don't have the They don't. They don't make judgment calls. They do whatever their instincts tell them to do. Animals can't be compassionate, merciful, or cruel. They do what their nature tells them to do, and they're, what their training training in their nature tells them to do. People have the People can be compassionate or cruel. They can be kind or indifferent. They can be generous or stingy. All people, all mankind, Yidin and Gaim alike. The Rebbeinshim created this world for Bechira. Man has Bechira, and Akash Baruch Hu treasures, prizes, and values Bechira over everything else. The entire world was made for man's decision to see what man will decide to do. And Akash Baruch Hu waits for the Bechira all the time, 24-7, around the clock, around the year, of each and every one of us to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu that nachas that we're exercising Bechira. That's why the world was made for the Bechira of Adam Harishon and Gan Eden. And each and every one of us, our Bechiras, and that's what the world stands upon. That, that's what justifies the entire creation. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is continuously waiting to see what we're going to do with our Bechira. That's something that's very chaviv. So Hashem is fond of that. that. That's what makes the world endearing to Hashem. Gaim have Bechira also. So when the Ramchal says... That since Gaim still have an aspect of humanity, they're, they're still Bechinus Anushius, what he means to say is they have Bechira. They can choose right from wrong. They can choose um, altruism from plagiarism and hedonism and all the other, and communism, right? All the other isms that are the bad isms, they can choose altruism, what? Zionism. They can choose altruism from all the other isms that are incorrect, that are inappropriate, and they can choose godliness over 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 earthliness etc therefore they need to have 
a an upper soul. They need to have that upper soul, and that upper soul, in even in a, a lower upper soul, is what raises them above above um, above uh, the animal world. Is what recognizes them as being separate from the animal world, and is what shows the entire world that spark of the divine, which in its lowest lowest form gives the basics of what it means to be a human being. And what are the basics of what it means to be, be a human being? That's, as we said, Bechira, the ability to choose. The ability to choose right from wrong, the ability to establish a moral right and wrong, and then choose right from wrong. That is how we, first of all, quantify the, um, the uh, upper soul into different degrees. So the lowest aspect, the lowest, pro- lowest kind of denominator of the upper soul is that aspect of godliness which is which shows up in my bechira, my ability to, to have, have bechira. That's the lowest possible aspect of the divine is free will, free choice, which Gaim have. And moving beyond that, once Gaim have the ability to choose and the ability to make decisions, they also have the ability to be given mitzvahs to be given expectations and commandments from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this leads us to the next step over here with establishing Goyim and what it means for them to have an upper soul, but a lower upper soul. And what the nafkamina of that is, what's the point of them having that, is the Sheba Mitzvah B'nei Nayach. Meaning, without having a piece of Ruchnius, you can't get Mitzvahs. You can't even get the seven Noahide laws. Because Mitzvahs are expectations that God has from you. Mitzvahs are God recognizing you and 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 uh, giving you responsibility. That requires two things. That requires God having an interest in you. These two things are really two opposites, two sides of the same coin. It requires God having an interest in you and you having Bechira. You can't be given mitzvahs if you don't have Bechira. It's pointless. It's, it's, it's meaningless. Malachim don't have mitzvahs. And Hashem won't give you mitzvahs. Hashem is not interested in you. So you need to not just be a Baal Bechira. You need to be someone that Rebbe Hashem is interested in. And the two again go hand in hand. The Goyim are still aspects of humanity and the world's created for Brias Adam with his Bechira. Goyim, being that they still are the species of Adam, Adam Harishon, who before the Ched and after the Ched still has Bechira, Goyim have Bechira. Goyim are able to be given mitzvahs and all this is the Taitzah, the product of having the upper Nefesh. So we've unlocked a lot of doors. We solved a lot of, of, of the mysteries over here and we've Connected a lot of the dots. So in terms of, again, of quantifying the levels of the upper soul, the lowest aspect of the upper soul is simply to have Bechira and to be recognized by Kodesh Baruch Hu. Now, that doesn't mean my actions are showing up in the upper, upper, upper areas. It doesn't mean that I'm able to make Tikkun or Kilkul up there. And it doesn't mean I'm able to bring down Or or Chayshech, Brach or Klala from up there. That requires a very high soul. That's the Nisham of Klai soul. But it does mean, if someone is a guy, at the very least, he has Bechiro. And being that he has Bechiro, that Bechiro is addressed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. His Bechiro's free choice is important to Hashem. And we give you mitzvahs now. We give him mitzvahs. This is what you should do with your Bechiro. So what purpose are mitzvahs for? If they can't affect anything up there for themselves, they're even packing themselves. The, the mitzvahs are to maintain 
moral balance down here and to maintain a world that's run according to moral principles down here. Based on Bechira. But still has no connection to, to the upper world. That's right. Absolutely no connection to up there. It's limited down here, but there is a world down here and this world is populated by man who has Bechira down here and they have to use their Bechira to keep this world running under God's compass. Where's their moral compass stem from? Shevim is B'nai Nayach. I'm saying they don't have this like uh, struggle inside themselves. Sure they do. So they have a or type of some sort. Sure. Yep. Um, okay. So uh, taking that further, now quantifying. Now that we can use this as our frame of reference over here, we can contrast it against the the upper soul of the yid. The upper soul of the yid goes way up. It, it is present in, in the olamis. It's present in the realms of ruchnius makes a difference over there and, and can bring things down from there. A yid goes up there and the guy doesn't. And to quantify that, to explain that, that's because a yid is not just a species of mankind, example of mankind who has Bechir and whose Bechir is important to Baruch Hu. He's someone who is important to the destiny of this entire world. He is someone who's bringing Eilam Hazat towards Eilam Haba, who's bringing the world towards its destiny, towards its fulfillment, its fruition, its completion. And that has to do with Hashem's plan for the world, which is up there in the Eilam. It has to do with Eilam Haba, which is up there in the Eilamas. That has to do with <clears throat> world events moving towards the ultimate revelation of spirituality down here, which has to do with the Eilamas. So since a Jew has sensitive stage and is, has a starring role in the purpose of creation, which is not limited down here, which is up there, that's why his neshama goes all the way up there. That's the basic difference between the neshama of Eden and the neshama of Agai. Again, the lowest uh, aspect of the upper neshama is having the chira, the ability to choose, and being able to work based on a moral compass and moral principles, which Gaim have, and therefore Gaim are given mitzvahs. Now, the mitzvahs are, are, are limited to down here, to maintaining world order and moral world balance down here, yes, but they have mitzvahs nevertheless. Animals can't get mitzvahs. Animals don't have the chira. Now, let's try to move, let's try, building, up, build, building up momentum and gaining speed over here, let's see how many dominoes we can knock down at this point. Moving on with this concept, we see what a Yid and a Goy have in common and what they don't have in common. They do have in common that they both have an upper neshama, but they don't have in common that they have vastly different upper neshamas. A Goy has an upper neshama, which is, just gives them the bare minimum of a piece of ruchnis, which allows them to have v'chira, and allows them to receive mitzvahs, but it doesn't go above anything that's related to this world, whereas a Yid goes all the way up to the top with his upper neshama. And that's why the Ramachal calls it a me'ain, just an aspect, a, a very small fractionized piece. We know this Ramachadashim tell us that there are five levels of, of the order of creation from lowest to highest. There is what we call doimem, there's something static, mineral you could call that. The doimem is the lowest form of creation down here. Something that's fixed, static, that doesn't show any change or any flux. There is soimeach, that is animal, uh, plant life, plant life, vegetative life. Plant life, that's tzaymeach, something that grows. It grows, so it's one degree above doimeim. Grows, it can, it, can, it can grow, it can be, can thrive, it can wither. Then we have chai, we have animal life. We're here, this is the first place where we use the term life. And here's where the lower neshama kicks in. We said plant life doesn't have a lower neshama. And certainly doimeim doesn't have that. Animal life is something that we call chai. We call that proper life. Procreates 
it interacts with its environment in a much more sophisticated way, even though experiments show so plants like music and plants will turn to the sun, good, but they don't perceive, um, react or interact with the environments anywhere near the animals do. This is called life, nefesh tachtain. The Sermon Kedoshim tells us, above Chai, we have medaber. Next form up of life is called the medaber. Ones who are capable of speech. Ones who are capable of speech. That's the fourth level up. And the fifth level up is Yisrael. Ayid. Five levels. Tzameach, Chai, Medaber, and Yisrael. So we use the term Medaber, which is a very interesting term. Medaber is the fourth level. That means anyone capable of speech. You know, by, by Sheva Brachas, and we actually say, like this, there's a, by Sheva Brachas, there's Megal Tzadchasen, that he got it wrong. He was told wrong by his Mashkichim. The, the, the fifth level is not Yisrael. We tell the Chasen is, and the fifth level is Medaberis. <laughs> Classic Sheva Brachas Torah. But, um, but, uh, but Sheva Brachas Torah aside, um, fifth level is Yisrael. Medaber is the penultimate level. Medaber means someone capable of speech. We don't say Yisrael, we don't say guy. We're talking about humanity, mankind. A Medaber. Medaber is the fourth level. It's above the, above the, above the animal. And this includes Yin and Goyim alike. And it's very, very, very telling. Gives us tremendous insight. Let's just connect some more dots over here. First of all, we see Medaber and Yisrael, two different Adregas. A Yid is a one level above the guy, even though they do have both shared an upper Neshama. Uh, the upper Neshama of Yisrael is qualitatively and quantitatively in a much different place, a much higher place. So that's why Yisrael is on a different level. His Neshama is all the way up there. The guy's Neshama is just there to give him Bechira, just there to give him Mitzvahs B'nai Nayach. But we see a second thing as well. It also is what gives him Dibur. Speech comes from the upper Neshama. And Arthur was right all along. And there, this is another Nafkamino from having a Nefesh Elyon to, to have speech, the capacity for speech, communi- not just communication. We said animals communicate. They do communicate, but they don't have speech. They have speech. To have speech, you need an upper Neshama, an upper soul. And that also goes together with the minimum quanta of the upper soul, the lowest, lowest possible form of the upper Gives one free will, gives one the ability to be charged with mitzvahs, recognized by God. God is interested in you, gives you mitzvahs, even if they're mitzvahs that are locked in down here, and gives one speech. Speech is a, is a godly aspect, is a godly property. Speech is divine. The ability to take thoughts and shape them into words, to take words and shape them into sentences, take sentences and shape them into paragraphs, take building blocks of oisius and combine them in different ways, and combine those words in different ways, and combine those sentences in different ways, that speech, that's something that animals don't have. Animals, you know, birds make this kind of trill to, to mean, you know, you know uh, they're looking for a mate. This kind of chirp, is anybody else out there? Hello. Am I the only one that's up this early? This kind of cock-a-doodle-doo to wake everybody up? But that's it. They're locked into whatever they're, you know, however they're wired. They communicate, but they don't have speech. They don't have the ability to transfer thoughts into ruach. That's speech. Human beings have speech, and Gaim have speech. A Gaim is a medaber, and speech comes again from the upper soul. Without an upper soul, you can't have speech. You can't have speech. And this brings us back 
So this makes actually a practical difference in halacha, which is <laughs> can a gailim be part of your minion? If you make a guy, oh, you that was pretty quick. You didn't have to think about that one too much. That was that's it, huh? It's it's a, up and down, it, huh? It, it depends on the denomination. So can a guy If you make a guy let's say you know it would be very good to know this because there sometimes we're, we're nine men no, we present. We're short one man. We need a man, so should call up the Rebbe. Rebbe, can you make a guy for us, it, right? It, it, okay, I'll make another guy for you. All right. It, it depends on the congregation. I'm I mean, we know depends on the congregation. But Yosef Arisegas could be we are maybe nine the nine people that are waiting there are already golems. We already have nine golems waiting for the tenth. Sure, <laughs> very good, very well, good. This person's not hyped to answer because we know you're allowed to start without the tenth person finishing Shmuel so he just has to be really to be able to answer. Let's speak this all this out. Let's speak all this out. Let's speak all this out. So can the golem be part of your minion? It's a golem even a yid. That's another good question. Oh, the golem. That's not the boy. No, not a guy. Golem, yeah. Who's golem? I, yeah, I thought Oh, that's why you answered so quickly. Yeah, who's golem? The golem, golem. like the golem, golem of Prague. The you know, the one that the Maral didn't make. You know, the golem. You make him out of clay, it's, it's, it's and you take a clap with Hashem's name in it, and you put it in his mouth. And yeah, I used to have a tape when I was a kid. Um, Chabad had this tape, the, you know, the, the golem of Prague. It was le- narrated by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Actually, I still remember this. Yeah, yeah he's a yid. He's a kite. Yeah. So when I was like a fourth grader or a third grader, I had this story tape. It was the Golem of Prague, the legend of the Golem of Prague. And it was very spooky, very spooky. There's one part where I had to run out of the room. It was his voice. Oh, you know this tape? You heard this tape? There was like thunder and lightning and you heard Kabbalistic incantations going on in the background. Really, really spooky stuff. The Golem of Prague. I must have been younger than that. I don't know. I used to run out of the room at that part. Um, you know, the Golem, the Golem. The Golem... Make somebody out of clay and bring them to life? Yeah, I know. I don't know. The Jewish Frankenstein, right? Yeah, Jewish Frankenstein. So, um, can a golem be part of him? Not going. You were right about going. That's right, without hesitation. Yeah, As you were right. Yeah. Goyim can't be part of him. I, I, I was surprised by a question. The golem, the golem, a golem, a golem. Can the golem be part of a minion? So, there is such a thing called the golem that, that <coughs> you who know the right permutations and incantations and mystifications can, can make a golem and bring him to life. Can he be Mitzarf? Can he be Mitzarf? The minion. So there's a number of questions. One question is, you know, in Tim Salaymar that he's, uh, you know, you created a human being. Thus far, what kind of a human being is he? Is he a yid? That's a discussion. But, 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 but there's another discussion, which is, is he a human being? What did you do? What did you make? Did you make a human being, or did you? Is it just an animated lump of clay? And a, a golem is uh, even the greatest mystics and Kabbalists who can make a golem cannot give a golem the power of speech. And he, by the way, a golem is a real thing. There's Gemaras that talk about how the Amaroi made golems. There's uh, Gemara that uh, in Sanhedrin that I think it was uh, Rav Huna maybe made one and sent it to Rav Chizda. No, not for Shabbos. No, he sent them over. And he was asking questions. He saw he wasn't able to answer. So he said, oh, you're just a golem. And he said, you know, return to your dirt. And it collapsed into a pile of dirt. So that Amoyroi made golems. It's like, a, you know, reference in Gemara's concept of a golem. But a golem is not able to be given the power of speech. Even though it's animated and it's brought to life, it doesn't have speech. So the question is, is a golem a... A chai or is it a medaber that just can't talk? Is it a human being? 
an animated lump of clay, or somewhere in the middle, maybe it's an animal, maybe it's an animal, maybe, you know, it's uh, something in the middle. Um, but why does a guy lack the ability of speech? Because it doesn't have an upper neshama. It doesn't have an upper neshama. It doesn't have one. Um, the best you can do is maybe give it the lower one, perhaps, similar to what uh, the animals have. It, you're unable to give it the upper one. Um, the guy doesn't have the hero. Excuse me, doesn't have the hero. It follows orders. It follows orders. So basically, a German shepherd on the out of clay. Right, a German shepherd out of clay, or maybe it's a robot, right? Maybe it's even lower than that. So this is really where the discussion is coming from. If you can make a gaidelman and, and combine it to your minion, and it is true to say, like you know, maybe some people will say, well, you know, half of our minion is gaidelman's as it is, you know. These guys are ready golems over here. So what's what you know? One more golem is it really is it really that bad? Does it really make much of a difference? One more golem. Um, but uh, it's it a question. Halach. The Mishnah Brura brings it down actually. The Mishnah Brura in Hilchas Baruch in Nun Nun Hey I think brings down from the Chacham Tzvi that uh, there's a truth from the Chacham Tzvi on this topic. Can a golem become part of the minion? And he says, you know, he doesn't give us the answer. He says, if you want to, you know. Look up the tshuva. Right. So he says, look it up. So the Chavz Chaim's son, actually, in the Maimar Musgar, he asked him once, he asked his father, why did you put this in? Why did you put this in the Shabru about a gun being mistarf to the minion? Like, you know, in the 1920s, who's making gaylums to, to make them part of the minion? Why did you put this in the Mishabrua? The Chavz Chaim's son asked him. So he said, I put it in for Kleisel to have a hispilus, uh, to, to just to be blown away by what the previous generations were capable of doing. That's why I put it in there. That's why I adapted and put out the halacha, I put in the reference point. Kalei said, read this and, and get a little bit of like uh, appreciation for what what previous generations were uh, but capable of doing. Of that, yeah, but that's that's the one that was made up. No one knew that before the year, like, they came out. They said that that's a fabrication. There was never a, go- a golem in Prague. The Maral uh, never made one. That's been exposed as a myth. Someone wrote a book in the early 1900s about the Maral of Prague. But before that, there was no, there was no, I mean, the Golem of Prague. There's never a Golem of Prague, but there's a Golem of Gemara. The Gemara talks about it. Um, and there are other, there are other medieval sages that, uh, have sources that seem to indicate that they made Golems. But anyway, anyway, getting back to you. So this is the Jewish soul and the Gaijin soul. That's Medaber is the third nafkamina of having an upper soul, even if it's a lower upper soul. So, Bikitzer, we have the upper upper soul of the Yid and the lower upper soul of a guy. And there's three nafkamines on both sides. And this allows us to kind of quantify and understand the difference between the two. The upper, the lower upper soul that a guy has is the basic, most minimal, possible quanta of a upper soul. And that allows him to have free will, that allows him to have speech. These are all sparks of the divine. And be recognized by the divine, be charged with mitzvahs. A yid, his goes all the way to the top and it gives us three additional nafkamines. We exist up there, our actions make a difference up there, and we can bring things down from up there. One final, final, final thing to speak out, now that we appreciate the similarities and the differences between the levels of the upper soul, is an amazing insight this gives us into a Gemara in Baba Kamba. The Gemara in Baba Kamba says, it's harder to kill a person than it is to kill an animal. Easier to kill animals than people. It's harder to kill people. It says, Gemara, Adam is Mazle, person who has mazel, it's harder to kill him. An animal doesn't have mazel, so it's easier to kill an animal. Now, there's all kinds of pshatim there in the Rishon, what mazel means, 
Rashi says one thing, Rashi elsewhere maybe says a different thing. Other Rishayim Taisus didn't say different things. A person has a mazel, so it's more difficult to kill him. What does it mean that he has mazel, it's more difficult to kill him? What does it mean it's more difficult to kill him? Does it mean it, means he takes, it takes longer for him to die? If you chasisham slit his throat, it takes longer for him to die than it takes to, when you shecht an animal. It takes longer for him to die. Um, so we can't get through that get into the whole sugi right now. But <clears throat> what we're seeing, what we're seeing and discussing right now in the Ramchal is part of what that Gemara is referring to. The mazel that a person has which a, an animal doesn't have, which makes it hard to kill them, is linked to his nefesh alien. The fact that he has an upper neshama. He has an upper neshama, and he has a spark of spirituality <clears throat> that is fused to his lower soul, that's fused to his blood, that's fused to his body. He has that above the animal world, and that gives him more of a degree of protection. That gives him more of a degree of... of um, Weight and a presence here in the world, and and he has uh, more shielding. He's more shielded. Um, animals you want to kill animals that are a dime a dozen. You know, you got these bugs jumping in, these spotted lanternflies. So you squash them left and right. People can't necessarily be squashed out the same way animals can, because they have a spark of the divine. They have an, they have a a, a um, piece of ruchnius in them. And that does give them a certain degree of divine protection. That degree of divine protection depends on the degree of the divine spark. But already, even a guy has more of that than an animal has. That over an animal has a degree of the divine. A, a yid has that even more than a guy. But this idea in Baba Kamba that you know animals are so easy to kill and so easy animals, bugs, and everything in between. They don't have any spark of the divine. They don't have any extra shielding or protection. Whereas all aspects of humanity will have extra shielding, will have extra protection. Um, and 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 uh, the more of a spark, the more of a of piece of the divine, the higher my upper soul goes. Even the more divine protection I have, the more difficult it can be to kill this person. It's because he has <coughs> more of a buffer, more shielding, more... <coughs> of a surrounding of divine protection and divine aura and divine radiance because he has a divine within him. Okay, that's quite a lot for one day. Stop over here. And uh, next week we'll continue in the uh, next paragraph.